0: Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. All right, everybody, welcome to When I Was On My Mission. And I am very excited. I have my brother-in-law, Kevin Bowen, with us today. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. Um, And Kevin has a great story. I have to admit, I've heard it before, but uh, it is fantastic. And Kevin, before we get into it, I just want to ask you a couple questions first. Okay. So where did you serve your mission?
1: So that's its own weird little story. I I got called to go to Samara, Russia, which borders between... Kazakhstan and one of those other stands down there so that was about four months before I left and then got all ready to go and the night before I left I got a call saying there's a war going on in Russia you're not going there anymore Uh, so you're going stateside go to the training center and just wait we'll tell you we're going to go later on
0: they said go to the MTC and they didn't say anything yeah so I
1: got I got called to Roseville California during the MTC and Spanish speaking, so a little bit different than I was expecting, and that kind of kind of shook me a little bit. But it ended up being great.
0: Okay, awesome. Were you were you bummed when your mission call got switched? Or? I was so bummed. <laughs> you were yeah,
1: I was. I think it was the second time I cried since I was like nine oh, or ten yeah. years old. Oh, I man. was just destroyed. But it ended up being. I worked out. I probably would have died in Russia anyway.
0: <laughs> probably, probably true. Probably. Probably a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, Kevin, why don't we just get right into it? Um, Ryan, can you tell us your story?
1: As a missionary, you get a day every month or every week that you get to go and do just you stuff. So it'd be on a Monday for us, and that's when you go to the grocery store and go do emails and kind of do the non-traditional missionary stuff that needs to get done. And a lot of people would go just get together and play basketball or go you know, on hikes or whatever. So one day, this was towards the end of my mission, we decided we'd go on a hike up at this canyon that was close to where we lived. So we drove up there, we were kind of hiking around at the top, and we were like, man, I think we should go down and just like hike at the bottom of the canyon through, you know, next to the river. So we get down there and we're walking around a little bit. And... I think we like sit down just on the dirt and kinda of take our shoes off and we're just hanging out, just resting, and we hear just help, help, help and we look and there's a lady just being washed down the river. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the river the American River is like I'd say it was probably eighty feet wide. I mean it's it's pretty wide. River, yeah. And it's like serious currents. So up the river a little ways yeah. is where people would inner tube just for fun but then there's a place you get off before it gets really choppy and turns into rapids. So I guess this lady had gone just up rafting down the river on the little inner tube or something. And as she's getting washed down, she's screaming help. And we're like, oh my gosh, we gotta, <laughs> we got to do something. But one of the rules that you're taught really strictly as a missionary is you can't swim. So I grew up as a swimmer. I coached swimming and I was a lifeguard, like swimming my whole life. And so this was almost two years in my mission, and I hadn't touched the water, you know, haven't swum swim at all. And so we asked her one more time, like, do you need help? And she's floundering. Her head's going up and down oh under the water. Gosh. So I just dove in and swam out to her, and the current was just crazy.
0: Were and you in all your clothes? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, just, like, shirt? Sure, no, I, just, I, just like I whipped my clothes. shirt off and just dove in. You took your shirt off, yeah. so
0: you had shorts on? and or?
1: Shorts on. I think
0: socks off. Socks off, Okay.
1: Yeah, I was probably just in just normal Got shorts. So you're in
0: normal clothes, not missionary clothes. No, this yeah, is, that's, yeah. That's very fortunate. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that
1: would have made it even harder. But so anyway, to, to rescue swim somebody to the side, you have to kind of turn them around and get your hooks under their armpits and kick over to the side of the river. And usually when somebody's drowning, they'll try to just grab, you know, grab you as fast as they can. And a lot of times they kind of pull you under. And so she grabbed me and I was able to kind of turn her around and get her on her back and start rescue swimming her to the side and fighting against the current without swimming for two years. It took me, I think we got like half a mile down the river by the time I got her to the side. And so I'm dying. Like that was all I had. And she's there and she just, just wheezing. And she's like not totally with it. There's some questions like she couldn't answer and she was just catching her breath. They'll get her to the side and I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? And she just kind of just quietly said, my kids. like, no. And look up, and there's three little kids coming down the river. So I guess they were with her. They all kind of capsized. I think they were four, seven, and like 10 years old. Oh, so just gosh. little kids. And the four-year-old was the only one that was like up on the the raft that hadn't gotten tipped over or
0: whatever so still, one was still on the raft and two were on the, raft. And the
1: other two were struggling to like hold on to the side and keep oh, well, themselves okay. up so they were also like about drowning and so I, I i yelled over there were some people actually like up on the rock i was like can you get in like can you get the kids and they're just like no so
0: <laughs> they just turned you down
1: they yeah. just said no Didn't like i don't confident and then you know yeah. who knows maybe they're not strong swimmers yeah. maybe who, I you know it's easy to say, like, oh, I definitely would have jumped in and done it. But yeah. who knows what was going on. So dove back in, got the kids. What did, t-
0: what did you do? Did you get them on the raft? or like how So you- I was
1: able to rescue swim the big one and then go back in and pull the raft on the two. So it took three trips. Oh my God. And by the end, it was over a mile down the river. And we finally got them all to the side. And they're crying. And they're like, where's mommy? Because, like, in their eyes, mommy had flipped over and she was gone. Like, they didn't see where she went. They thought that their mom was dead so I was like no like mommy's okay let's go come on let's go hike back so I hiked all the way back and everybody's hugging everybody's happy and it ended up being just a really happy wholesome story and we kind of explained what we what we did and you know she was she was an English speaking person so she wasn't in my like domain of my mission of somebody that I could like go and teach usually but you know, she's like, I'm kind of interested in what you do after we explained it. And we sent some people over and it ended up being really cool. I mean, it was one of the highlights of my mission, I'd say. And we were, I mean, we weren't nervous because we have like our, our boss, like our mission president that kind of, you know, helps helps the missionaries and make sure they're following the rules. And we just broke in like one of the the big rules, like a do not yeah. swim in the water <laughs> Which is just like a liability thing, you know. They don't want people drowning, but the missionaries or the president was perfectly cool with it, obviously. And yeah, so that was that was a good end of my mission, and I wrote some some newspaper stories about it, and it was wow. just kind of it was cool.
0: That's awesome. So what what happened to the other three missionaries while you were there? Were they were they kind of running down the bank? Or yep, they were they're they're running, constantly?
1: and it was. It was one of those riversides that's just kind of big rocks. You kind of got to go up and okay. down and kind of climb. So I lost them. You know, we were going faster than them, but they eventually caught up to once we were all out and kind of hiking back, we all caught up and they helped the kids walk over. So Wow,
0: that, yeah. is, that is so wild. Was there any, you know, ambulance or anything like that or were they just feeling okay?
1: No, I mean, we got them out and we made sure everybody was fine. Everybody was with it and, you know, they were tired. And it was just a close call. They, they didn't actually drown or they needed CPR or anything like that, which, thank goodness, that would have been much worse.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Cra- mm-hmm. Crazy story to wrap, wrap your mission up with. Um, so just two more questions for you. I want to I wanna go back uh, to that first question about your mission call. And I want you to just think about when you were opening your call for the first time and you know, you're reading it and it says, hey, you're getting called to Russia. Mm-hmm how did you feel when you when you read that
1: the, uh, there was kind of a stigma that everybody wanted to go outside of the country because it's it's just one of those experiences where you know you only get to do it one time and if you ended up going to Idaho like it, it would feel like a letdown to a lot of people opening their calls so when i got russia it was exciting i mean it was kind of what you know a tropical place might have been nicer but it was it was cool to get to go out, learn a new language, learn a different culture and kind of do all of that. So I was, I was excited. You were pumped.
0: And then, then when it got switched, like you were, you were bummed. You'd mentioned it. Walk us through that. Like what, what you felt like when it, when it got switched.
1: Oh, it's just like, so I got the call right before I got set apart, which is like when you officially become a missionary and starting right now, you have to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. So like I got, I got that call and it just it just destroyed me I was so disappointed and then like the girl I was dating came over and I just was not in the mood to like say goodbye like <laughs> obviously I did but I just like laid face down on my bed and I was so so disappointed
0: I uh you know I had a similar experience when I got called to North Carolina I, I felt the way that you felt like you're just going stateside it doesn't feel like an adventure oh, I was English speaking I didn't feel like I. You know, um, I really wanted to learn language and things. But for me, it turned around and did it. And it sounds like it turned around for you at the end. It was, it was a good thing. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what, Why did it change?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was also California, which we've been to. Ca- I mean, I've gone to California, you know, 10 times before that. So it wasn't some new place I'd never seen or new scenery. I mean, so it's kind of northern California, so no beaches. So it's a little bit different. I mean the big thing for me that I ended up just absolutely loving is learning Spanish and being able to interact with, you know, not just people from Mexico but Central South America. We we kinda of taught everybody. We got food from, you know, twenty different countries that was so good. And just the people the people were really awesome. And then I mean, it's nice too that you get that experience, but then you can go to just Wal- Walmart, English yeah. speaking, go order a Big All Mac right. or whatever. So you're not you're not so into it that you know you're you're getting desperate and you don't know how to say anything. You can't order food, any of that stuff. So, I mean, it ended up being awesome, just kind of the best of both
0: worlds thing for me. Perfect. And one last question for you: sure. What was it worth it? Was your mission worth it?
1: it absolutely was worth it and i mean a lot of the time you just hear about the awesome stuff but it it is so hard i mean you can imagine as a 19 year old kid that you know you're not you're not going to see your friends or your family or your girlfriends or whatever Here's some really strict rules you have to follow and you have to go a lot of times inconvenience people which is hard you know a lot of the time that people don't want to open the door and see missionaries there so it's I mean, just as a 19, 20-year-old, it it was one of the hardest things I'd done. But, I mean, I think through all of that, you grow more than you ever would, you know, just staying at home and getting right into school and doing all of that. So, yeah, absolutely worth it for me.
0: Awesome. Well, Kevin, thanks for telling the story. uh, That's amazing and a great way to end your mission. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at when I was on my mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. Now go on, get